De Blasio announces vaccine mandates for private sector workers in New York City. Jesse Smollett de describes a drug-driven sexual relationship with staged attackers. Aides describe Kamala Harris as unprepared and a bully. Trump calls General Milley a effing idiot in a speech. And U.S. warns Russia of consequences for military action against Ukraine. We'll get into all this and more in just one second. If you can, drop this video, like, share, and subscribe. The only way this show can grow and the only way the real news can get out there is if you guys help share this video with a friend and click all the engagement buttons. It's free rate, five stars on the podcast apps. This show goes live every single night on YouTube and Facebook, so be sure to tune in and every single morning on the podcast apps, the Joey Saladino Show. So be sure to subscribe there. Now let's get right into this. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. We're going to have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly so we can get ahead of Omicron and all the other challenges we're facing right now. There you have it. Bill DeMoron making it mandatory for all private sector workers. First off, you got to love how it says uh, at the top, it says new expansions to vaccine key to New York City. And it says exclusive to Morning Joe. So Morning Joe, uh, MSNBC show, is able to get the exclusive dig, the exclusive scoop on Bill de Blasio's tyrannical orders. You know, you got to love how, um, you know, it's not about getting the word out there with the mainstream media. It's all about getting that exclusive scoop from the politicians of something that's going to affect the lives of everybody living there. You know, oh, we wanted it exclusively on here. All right. Anyway, guys, before we get into this, before I roast de Blasio, like, share, subscribe, and engagement to this video. The only way the real news can get out, out can get out there is if you guys click all the engagement buttons. So let's read. Mayor de Blasio announced Monday uh, that New York City will be implementing a vaccine mandate for all private sector employees. During the interview on MSNBC, de Blasio says the vaccine requirements will go into effect on December 27th. He said the decision is a preemptive strike against new Omicron variant. It is also supposed to combat a winter surge in COVID-19 cases. He goes, we've got Omicron as a new factor. Uh, we've got the colder weather, which is really going to create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. Yeah, you know, that doesn't matter what the, these people, this is a manufactured crisis at this point. The numbers from COVID, the death numbers from COVID, and who is dying, let's be real. It, it's, it's not a big deal at all, okay? We're, we're talking about, we're talking about, I think we got like regular flu season numbers now. He said, we in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing uh, to all of us. You know, you, know, you know what's a real danger? You, know, you want to know what the real threat is? You, de Blasio, orders from people like you, Cuomo, other Democrats, won your tyrannical orders that do lead to more people dying, like what happened with the nursing homes. Your tyrannical orders that are taking the freedoms away from people. Your tyrannical orders that are not giving the people the ability to even protect themselves. And I'm not talking about a vaccine to protect them out, themselves. That's optional. I'm talking about taking away people's guns and not giving them the right to protect themselves while at the same time simultaneously shitting on the, on the NYPD. And not letting them do their job. So Rep. Andy Biggs of Arizona tweeted out, Mayor de Blasio will impose 
a first-in-the-nation vaccine mandate for all private sector workers in New York City. Bill de Blasio isn't a mayor, he's a tyrant. In addition to the new mandate, 5 to 11-year-olds will be required to provide proof of vaccination for indoor dining, entertainment, and fitness. The program used uh, to require one dose of the vaccine, but now requires two. Bill de Blasio tweeted Monday, New York City is a global leader when it comes to COVID-19 recovery. We've proven that the vaccine mandates and incentives we can beat the virus. I wonder if they're going to be giving some Mets tickets again. Oh, no, that's probably reserved just for the criminals. Um, what, maybe we'll get a free hot dog? Maybe. I don't really know. Um, but I'm holding out for two hot dogs. Then then I'll get my vaccine. Once the, once it's two hot dogs plus, plus you know, I'm going to hold out for a three cents savings on my gas prices, too. Jeez, I mean, I tell I tell everyone that I know living in New York all the time, get out, okay? There is no point of ever to, to live in New York City anymore. There is no point. You can work remote if you need to. You can find a job somewhere else if you need to. Economic opportunities are leaving big cities. They're leaving Democrat areas. It is. I say this all the time because there are people that are like, oh, you're weak. You're not fighting for your hometown. I'll fight for the country and I'll fight in a, in a strategic way for the country, okay? Guess what? Every one of our ancestors left a tyrannical country to come here. They didn't fight for their homelands. Maybe they did fight and then maybe they lost. Maybe they couldn't handle it anymore. Maybe they saw, hmm, greener pastures. Let me take the risk and go overseas Many people didn't even make the trip, leave everything behind, take what's ever on my back, and just go to this new place and make something of myself there. It's not uncommon with anybody living in this country to do exactly that. And guess what? We're at a point now where we're doing that within our own country. Leave New York City, go somewhere. I, I always recommend swing states, a state that is doable to flip red, because at least you can move your electoral vote to a different area while helping them become red, you know, there's this strategy in that to win federal elections. Jussie Smollett describes a drug-driven sexual relationship with one of the staged attackers. When I first read this, I thought there's no way this couldn't be true. This has got to be some Babylon B post. No, it is true. And I, and I wish that this was, this was being live streamed like the Rittenhouse trial. I wish it would be amazing to watch. But anyway, guys, before we get into the real news, drop this video like, subscribe, turn the balls notifications on, whatever you have to do to add engagement. I'm doing my part, giving you guys the news, do your part to help spread the news, click the buttons, it's free. So Jesse Smollett testified Monday after staging a hate crime against himself and misleading the police. Jesse Posobiec, uh, I'm sorry, Jack Posobiec tweeted out, Jesse Smollett is testifying to a romantic involvement with one of the Nigerian brothers, including multiple trips to the bathroom. During the trial Tuesday, a video was shown to the jury of Jesse Smollett doing a dry run, dry run one day before his alleged hate attack. The video depicted Smollett walking near the scene of the alleged attack where Nigerian brothers, whatever, whatever, on January 27th, 2019. That seems like, ten, it seems like 10 years ago, the Smollett thing happened. It was only two, almost three, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, Breitbart reported, Smollett said he had met whatever at 20, at a 2017, in 2017 at a nightclub where he learned, I, I'm not, I can't pronounce these names, the person also worked on set of Empire. He said that the two men did drugs together and went to the bathroom where Smollett said they made out 
Over time, he said that the two men did more drugs together and participated in sex actions together. One of the Nigerians had testified previously that the relationship between him and Smollett was not sexual despite Jesse's gay bathroom story. Uh, Ola, whatever, alleges that Smollett did in fact pay him to stage the event. Smollett claims that he and whatever did not get along very well. This was the other brother. He took the vibe out of the room, Jesse said. The prosecutors claimed that the brothers were given a $3,500 check and 100 bucks for supplies, while Smollett's defense attorney claims that the brothers attacked the actor because they did not like him. The Babylon Bee tweeted out, uh, Mira brought into courtroom so Jesse Smollett can face his attackers. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, Chicago police detective uh, Michael Thesis claims that Smollett was never forthcoming with investigators after the attack had happened. Smollett would not allow the police to look through his phone, nor would he provide a DNA sample. The attack, the actor, had a far-fetched notion that the police were leaking information to the media. It seems like quite the opposite happened, where we didn't even get the footage of the dry run. That footage of the dry run most likely would not have stopped the mainstream media from defending him, would not have stopped Hollywood celebrities from defending him, and it would not definitely not have stopped any Democrat politicians from defending him. To this day, some of them still have tweets out. A lot of them silently deleted those tweets when they realized that they were wrong yet again. It seems like the left, they jump, they jump the gun. They never wait for the facts ever, because the facts don't matter. By the time the facts come out, they're on to the next story. This happens in virtually every single instant. Something happens, oh, Jesse Smollett gets attacked, let's, let's utilize this for what it is at this moment and utilize it and use it against our enemies. And as soon as it comes out that it's not true, let's just pretend it never happened and move on to the next thing. That's what they do. They'll never come out and say, I apologize, I was wrong. It, it is clear that this dude was lying. No, they'll never come out and say anything like that, ever. They'll, they'll never be able to admit that they were wrong. They'll never be able to admit, maybe we should have waited for the facts. They'll never be able to say, let's wait for the facts. No, never. They, gotta, they need to use it for their political agenda 100% of the time. So aides describe Kamala Harris as unprepared and a bully. No surprise here that this woman is completely unqualified for her job, but let's read it. Kamala Harris is aged come to go to the, uh, the vice president has described as a bully boss whose management style is soul destroying. Before we read too much into this, because the mainstream media probably won't cover this fairly, drop a video, like, share, subscribe to the notifications, so click all the buttons. It's completely free to add engagement to this video. So let's read. Um, so Kamala Harris is branded as a bully and accused of inflicting constant soul destroying criticism on staff by ex-aides who claimed she refused to read briefings, then scolded them if she was slated for being unprepared as four staffers headed for the exit. Harris can be seen on TV laughing and cheerful, but according to reports, she is agonizing to work with behind the curtains. Former staffer uh, Jill Duran, Duran called, called out the VP saying, we are the next talented people you're going to bring in. That doesn't make sense. We're going to bring in and burn through and then have pretended they've retired for positive reasons. Oh, she said, who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and pretend uh, they're uh, retiring for positive reasons? Uh, former uh, Harris's former employees described her as being generally incompetent. 
how they allege that she fails to read briefing materials, but then lashes out after realizing that she is unprepared. This is not, uh, this is not surprising at all. At all. I mean, we could have told you this from before she even got selected to be the vice president. We could have told you this. Okay? She's, she, to be vice president, you need to be qualified to be president. That is the qualifications for being vice president, being qualified for, for president. And it's clear she's not qualified. These, these are Democrat leftists that are working for her saying this. This isn't conservatives coming out and saying this. These are people who are on the side of the left, on the side of the establishment, coming out and saying this, because that's how bad it is. It, it's probably 10 times worse than what they describe. One of the things uh, we said in a group text amongst each other is uh, the common denominator through it all, and it's her, the former aide said. Kamala Harris lost four of her senior staffers in just one month. I can't stand to imagine working for her. Some other individuals who have worked under her claim that Harris is tough on her workers, but not unreasonable. Someone said, I've never had an experience in my long history of Kamala where I felt that she was unfair, said Sean Clegg, who worked for Harris in 2008, but not as an executive staffer. We're talking in 2008. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. What, 13 years ago? I worked for her 13 years ago. I wish it wasn't that bad. We're talking about like, a, that's a... a uh, more than a decade ago, 2008. And what was she doing? She was probably a senator by then or a house. I don't even know what she was doing by then. But I can tell you this much. It wasn't near the level that it is now. And we're talking about a different time. 2008. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll take your word on it. Others allude to Kamala's laziness when saying it's clear that you're not working with someone who is willing to do the prep and the work. She's in over her head. It's as clear as day. She's completely in over her head. She obviously accepted the job because who wouldn't accept the job? She was selected because they wanted their first black Asian female, uh, you know, transgender um, Indian person to be elected as vice president. You know, they wanted to get those firsts. They knew that would probably get people to show up, the fact that she has a bunch of firsts. Um, you know, and they can use that against Trump, all the firsts. You know, hey, white man, this, white man, that. Meanwhile, they literally elected an old white man. Yeah, for their president. Hmm. Selected, sorry. They didn't elect. They select. Isn't it funny how the Democrat voters didn't even have an opportunity? They, they didn't even elect who they wanted to win the primary. They Literally, all of the, the Twitter Democrats hated Biden. They hated Biden until he was selected. Okay? Funny how that worked. Than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to our country. You think, yes, sir, we think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> so that's Trump talking about General Milley calling him a effing idiot at a Mar-a-Lago event. So before we get into this, drop a like, share, subscribe, and engagement to this video. It is free to add engagement. It helps this show grow and the real news get out there. So during a speech at a Mar-a-Lago resort on Saturday night, Donald Trump called Mark, General Mark Milley a effing idiot. He made the remarks while speaking at Palm Beach event hosted by conservative organization Turning Point Action. Trump was discussing a messy withdrawal from Afghanistan and slammed Milley for his role in the event. He recalled saying, I said the, uh, the moment we get out, I want every nut, every bolt, every screw. We're talking everything. Uh, we're getting out of the tents. Okay, they left all the tents. They left behind everything he added. Uh, couldn't have flown in a couple hundred pilots and flown the planes back out, he asked. Or just destroy everything. Uh, this is obviously in reference to what happened in Afghanistan, the Afghanistan withdrawal. 
Trump then recounted, talking with, uh, talking with Millie, I've never forget Millie saying to me, sir, it's cheaper to leave the equipment than to bring it. He said, he listed some of the equipment that was left behind, noting many of them brand new, literally out of the box. You think it's cheaper to leave it there so they can have it than to fill it, fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to our country, he recalled. Trump continued, that's when I realized he was an effing idiot and the crowd laughed. This is not the first time Trump has criticized Millie. Uh, I, I will be fair. It is cheaper to just leave it there. But what are, what are the, the long-term effects, the long-term costs of just leaving it there? Because now you're, you completely destabilize the country and you might have to go back in. You might have to do something more at a later date because of the mess and the disaster that you created. It would have been cheaper to leave it there. It would be a little bit more expensive to blow it all up, and it probably would be a little bit more expensive to just bring it into an ally area, at least for storage, or just gift it to them. Just bring it to an ally. Be like, you know what, here, just, just take it. But, you know, we got to leave it to our enemies. You know, that, that was the logical reasoning to do it, you know. I love how we're not even talking about the disaster of Afghanistan anymore. If that was Trump, we'd be talking about it for the next 25 years. The U.S. warns Russia of consequences for military action against Ukraine. So there's a lot of tensions building on now when it comes to Russia, Ukraine, the U.S., and I even think some of Europe. So before we read this, drop this video like, share, subscribe, and the notifications on every single day. Obviously, I'll give you guys the real news. Be sure to add engagement. It helps the show grow and the real news get out there. So Thursday, uh, so on Thursday, United States Secretary of State warned Russia Foreign Minister that an invasion of Ukraine will come with consequences. The U.S. Secretary, uh, okay, whatever, I don't that. The Daily Call reported the officials in Ukraine and other Western countries worry about an invasion, citing a potential buildup of Russian troops and military efforts near the Russia-Ukraine border. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry uh, Pezvuk, whatever his name is, said that the increasing fear is a result of the Ukraine authorities' aggressive and increasingly in, uh, in intensive proactive action on the line of contact. Previously, Russia had placed troops on the Ukraine border, but the action was blatant and being used as a scare tactic. Recently, Russia has been moving their troops under the cover of night. This is believed to be a real uh, strategy preceding an, inv an invasion. The Ukraine president believes that the likelihood of hostel hostels uh, in the country remain high. Over 100,000 Russian, Russian soldiers are sitting on Ukraine's border. It isn't a question of if, but when Putin will take Ukraine. Biden must make this very clear. Let's watch this clip right now. It's incredibly alarming, Brett. They have uh, over 100,000 soldiers massed on Ukraine's border. Brett, I think at this point, it's not a matter of if, but just when, and how far does Putin go? And it is no coincidence that he's doing it after Nord Stream 2 comes online, uh, because he knows when he controls Europe's gas, he can fracture Europe and sideline them in terms of sanctions or any type of military response. And again, we need that clarity that the United States will support the Ukrainians, could send stingers and air defense, which the Ukrainians have been asking for, uh, and other type of lethal assets. 
But instead, we've seen kind of some Diplo speak, and, and as Chris Wallace said, Blinken looks like he's reading from a teleprompter, right, not, quickly, not standing you know, up. Ukraine technically is not a part of NATO, so it doesn't fall under Article 5. Right. Uh, so, and there's a lot of concern about the U.S. getting in another war, possibly being a proxy war with Russia. Sure, absolutely, but we have to understand, too, that if Ukraine goes, next will be the Baltics, which are NATO allies. Next could be, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Next could be the Balkans. And, you know, it, it's again, it's no coincidence that Putin went after the Ukraine and Crimea under Obama. The same team is now around. All right, that's it for that clip. So Ukraine foreign minister claimed that the government's closely working together on developing comprehensive whatever, whatever, okay. During this time, the Ukrainian is expanding their military using $31 million in funds provided to them by the EU. These moves only further agitate Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin. I don't know what they're really going to do with $31 million, to be completely honest with you. I mean, what, what the fucking trillions were spending, you know? Anyway, guys. <sighs> Let's hope things don't go too bad, okay? We've got to be optimistic here. If we can weather this storm, get in a true Republican leader, get Trump back in office... And then after another four years of Trump, we get an eight years of DeSantis, and we'll be gold, and we'll be sailing high. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Drop this video a like, share, subscribe to the Pulsifications on you every single day. If you can listen to full episodes of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and subscribe. Listen to the full episode of the show there every morning. Um, what else? Show is completely funded and supported by you guys. If you become a Patreon member, that would be awesome. I'll DM you back to say thank you. So become a Patreon and you can message me there. I'm on there like once a week responding back to people. So whatever, that'd be awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. Listen and peace out.